Welcome to the Return to Joy podcast. I am your host, Gabrielle Michelle Leonard, and I'm super excited about this episode. This episode comes on the heels of a Selah, a time of pause that I took the whole month of January, and I'm excited to share with you about it. So let's jump right in. Welcome to 2021. That is a late and extremely delayed welcome, but a welcome that needed to be said nonetheless. Um, This podcast episode is coming to you late, but uh, not really. I think exactly right on time. We are in the very first week of February, and um, I am so excited to be back behind the microphone. Now I'm actually in a studio space. I actually don't know how much the sound quality sounds different in this environment, but um, Return to Joy is a uh, mission that is a part of Wildfire Network. And so Wildfire Network is allowing me to use this studio space now, and we're setting it all up. Man, so where to begin? I know that I've been MIA from doing episodes here on the podcast and I miss it so much, but I've definitely not been MIA to the work and mission of what God is doing in my heart, in the hearts of those around me, locally here in my community in San Antonio and around the world. And I'm really excited about this next phase of the Return to Joy podcast and this next phase of Return to Joy as a ministry. Um this last month in January, I took a Selah, and I want to talk with you about what happened during that time and what I even mean when I say the word Selah. So in late December, I took a road trip with my mom just before New Year's to see my grandpa. Um, his birthday is on January 1st, and so it's usually a big, huge family gathering to be with him and see him. But obviously, of, cor- of course, because of COVID, we weren't doing that anymore, but I wanted to at least get a chance to see him and check in. And my mom and I don't always get as much time to check in as well because she lives in a different state from me or a different city from me. And so this was a a great opportunity to be with one another and then also just express what we're thinking about, how what we're reflecting upon leading into the new year and what we feel like the Lord's been saying to us. But as I was talking with my mom about feeling that there was something significant to Psalms 46 and and I was just personally trying to meditate on it and see what the Lord had for me. Um, She invited me to just read it in the car. And as I started reading it, which I'm going to read it here on this podcast episode and and invite you to follow along with me. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. You can read from any translation that um, that you have available to you. But as I was reading it and I kept reading it out loud, this one thing really stood out to me. But I'm going to go ahead and read to you the first couple of verses and then I'll share. It says, starting in verse one, it says, God, you're such a safe and powerful place to find refuge. You're a proven help in time of trouble, more than enough and always available whenever I need you. So we will never fear, even if every structure of support were to crumble away. We will not fear even when the earth quakes and shakes, moving mountains and casting them into the sea. For the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you. Pause in his presence. I'm going to go ahead and continue on to the next couple of verses. It says, verse four, God has a continuously flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. His river flows right through the city of God most high into his holy dwelling places. 
That's us, church. We are his holy dwelling places. God is in the midst of the his of his city, secure and never shaken. At daybreak, his help will be seen with the appearing of the dawn. When the nations are in uproar with their tottering kingdoms, God simply raises his voice and the earth begins to disintegrate before him. Here he comes. The commander, the mighty Lord of angel armies is on our side. The God of Jacob fights for us. Pause in his presence. So I'm going to stop there. And as I was reading this over and over again in the car ride with my mom, I began to ask questions. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, really, you know that that that's one of the ways that I engage with the word um, and engage in conversation with the Lord is just asking questions. And I'm reading these first three verses and I see, man, there's a lot of turmoil going on here. I see that there is this there are structures of support crumbling away. There are mountains being that are being moved and being cast into the sea. There's raging storms and crashing waves. There's just a lot going on. And I'm pretty sure that the psalmist isn't penning words like that that are absent from from the truth of what he may be actually experiencing or feeling in that moment. I know it ends verse three with saying that these things cannot erode our faith in you, but it's still real what the psalmist is experiencing in that moment that gave way to the writing of this psalm, right? And then you have this pause in his presence or Selah, which most of your translations say NIV, ESV would say would say there. And then you go into this this declaration that God has a constantly flowing river whose sparkling streams bring joy and delight to his people. And to me, the tone of verses one through three is different from the tone of four onward. There seems to be more hope in the psalmist's language. There seems to be eyes that are more fixated upon the Lord that are gazing and seeing, man, but this is what God is doing. This is a source that God has for us. He is at work or he is present or he is real. He is among us, right? That he is something that we can actually tap into for life that is sustaining, that is secure. And so for me, I was I was wrestling and asking the question as I'm reading this and saying, man, but Lord, how do you transition from the experiences of verses one through three, where it seems like nothing's going right? You mean, Man, even the ground you're standing upon is not secure. How do you transition from that into verse four and beyond where there's such hope that seems so anchored and seems so much more aware of the Lord and what he's doing, what's really happening than it is aware of what's happening among us? And this was a real question I had because that was something that I was very much so wrestling through personally. If God, there's a lot of crap that's going on in our world. There's things that I'm I'm feeling and experiencing personally. And God, how do I transition? Not in, in ignorance, not in turning a blind eye to, not minimalizing any of the experiences and, and realities of our day right now. But how do I turn to experiencing you as a source that enables me to be able to engage, empowers me to be able to engage, to live full of the power, full of the hope that you have called me into here and now in this world. 
And so I'm asking that question over and over again. And then I felt like the answer was like, it's right here. It's right here in the thing that I trivialize the most usually when reading Psalms. And I'm sure who knows, maybe you've had this experience as well, too. As I read back over this again, it stood out to me. Wow. The way we transition from the insecurity, the instability, the pain, the turmoil, the, the crumbling of structures, things falling apart, the way we transition from simply experiencing that to experiencing the life source that God has for us is in the Selah. It's in the pause in his presence. I love that um, the Passion Translation translate that translates the word Selah to pause in his presence, because for the longest time when I would read the Psalms, I would just skip over that that word. It would just be like, OK, cool, Selah, and then continue on with the next verse. But when I picked up the Psalms and read it in the Passion Translation for the first time and saw that pause in his presence, I was like, whoa, that's beautiful. Oh, that Selah is is instructional. It actually has a place. It actually has, um, it's intentional, the placement there. It has a purpose. It has value. I always valued the words before the Selah and I valued the words after the Selah, but I wasn't valuing the Selah itself. And I think that that's so true of our lives as well too. And our time spent with the Lord Selah doesn't necessarily mean not doing anything. It doesn't mean inactivity, but it is an intentional moment in which we are reflecting upon what is the Lord just said or what is what has been what has been happening. And we're inviting the presence of the Lord into what has been happening, what has been our experience. And we're inviting him into our experience. That's what I see the psalmist doing here, inviting the Lord into his experience then we're instructed to Selah, to pause, to reflect, to meditate on. And in that reflection, that's why we can move and transition into the hope that we have full access to. I love how the psalmist says at the very end of verse three, it says, for the raging roar of stormy winds and crashing waves cannot erode our faith in you, God. That That is not the faith that we muster up. That's not the faith that we just give, we just create. It's not, okay, you just got to have more faith. That is the faith that God provides. And how does that faith come up? It comes up in the Selah. It grows in the Selah. It grows in the pause. It grows in the waiting. It grows in the reflection. It grows in the meditating. It grows in the listening. And in the listening, in our time of having an ear, where our ear is closer to what is what are you saying, God, than it is to the things that we are saying with our own lips or maybe the things other people are yelling out. Who knows? But in that pause and intentional listening, that is how we walk away with the hope that enables us, empowers us to even engage in our world today. And that's what I found so striking in this passage of scripture, this psalm. I haven't even finished the psalm. I'm not going to be able to finish it in this podcast episode because I want this to be brief. But that's what I want to encourage you with is I invite you, if you haven't already, 
to take an intentional Selah, to take an intentional pause in his presence. That might need to look like what I just did in the month of January. I took a, I took a pause from a lot of things. Or that may look like just being more intentional throughout your day to pause in his presence. To seek the, to ask the Lord, Lord, how would you show me how to be more mindful of you and not just mindful of him, of, of him in your current moment, but mindful of him in the previous one. Like if you were listening to this podcast at 4 a.m., I don't know why you listen to it at 4 a.m. I don't know. Maybe you got to drive to work real early. But if you were listening to this podcast super early in the morning, maybe that reflection, maybe that podcast, maybe that pause would be simply asking the Lord to remind you of what previously happened the day before. What was what was your night like just previously? And then having a discussion with him about how was he there? How was he there in the midst of that experience? How was he with you then? And then it reminds you how he's with you now. And then you're able to transition to into that next day, into this next into the next moments. I can assure you that a pause is worth it. A Selah is worth it. Whatever that looks like, whether that's incorporating that in your days daily, incorporating that practice of um, reflection, listening um, throughout the day, wherever you take some extended time like I did and, you know, think through what that would look like. But I am coming on the other side of intentionally pausing and I feel so filled with renewed vigor. I feel filled with renewed hope. I feel um, just empowered, just strengthened and encouraged and aware of the freedom that I have, the freedom that I have in him to actually be be able to do something, be able to advance his kingdom, be able to participate in what's happening in the world and and it actually make a difference. It means something. It doesn't have to be on any crazy grand, grand scale, but it is because God is at work. I haven't been checked out from engaging what God is doing in the earth, but I just feel this renewed empowerment and and sense of assurance that how I engage with God personally, how I engage with God in in the way I live and move in the world with other people actually matters. It has value and it's a part of how he is establishing his kingdom on the earth. Thank you for listening to another Returning to Joy podcast episode. It was such a joy to be here with you and be back. Um, So thank you for tuning in. And I'm excited to continue these episodes with you. But I'm also excited to invite friends. So occasionally I'm going to have other people here on the podcast with me and super pumped about that. My hope is that you were blessed by this podcast. And if that is the case, please be sure to leave us a review and follow on Instagram at Returning to Joy Podcast.